It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rupin. We are your only five times a week daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Find us on YouTube. Find us everywhere you get your podcasts. And if you do and you like what we're doing, please do follow and or subscribe. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate all the thumbs up. And we're still reading the comments on YouTube. Uh, for better or for worse, for now, I'm um, I'm still reading the comments every day. And James, uh, that's one talk- of us. That's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 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 made the better choice there. Uh, let's get into this Bengals Bears game. Last week we did a, our keys to victory. We got into offensive matchups, defensive matchups, and we'll do much the same this week. Before we get into that, real quick, did you did you sit in on the Andy Dal- Andy Dalton uh, Zoom meeting today? Did you see old friend? Oh yeah, old yeah, friend I did, Andy? man. He's got a beard thicker than yours, my he man, Lisko. I I didn't know Andy was capable of that, but uh, look, he doesn't really say anything. Still, even if you ask him about like normal things that we all do, like Chicago food, which obviously Chicago is a great food town, and he didn't give m- many details. But uh, it was good to see my uh, good friend Blandy Andy, old friend Andy Dalton. There's like two keys to the game here around quarterbacks, right? When when you talk about Bears quarterbacks, Bengals defense mm-hmm. on the field. So let's start there. One of them is when Andy Dalton is on the field, make his life difficult, much like Kirk Cousins last week, confuse him, get pressure there, make his pre-snap reads wrong. I mean, we all know Andy Dalton very, very well as, as longtime Bengals fans. That remains the same where it gets interesting is Justin Fields, but it looks like you want to add something about Andy Dalton here before we get to Justin Fields. Yeah, like if, if you're playing Andy Dalton or Kirk Cousins, you probably want to play him back-to-back because you get that up-the-middle type pressure. And I'm not trying to be mean to Andy, but I, I thought the same of Kirk. Like, they fold. They it, From the get-go last week, when Justin Jefferson was open and trying to get into that 1,400-yard rhythm from last year, Kirk Cousins straight up missed him and threw it behind him. And, and that's what you want to do early to Dalton because very few times in his career has he gotten off to a rocky start and then flipped the script on it and gotten hot. And so early on, especially, you want to get that pressure up the middle. Yeah, so in a lot of ways, this is like going to be going to sound very similar to the Vikings preview, right? Like on paper, a lot of the same strengths on both teams. Uh, you know, Andy Dalton, Kirk Cousins, quarterbacks on the same spectrum and not too far apart in terms of overall ability. Although I think you and I would agree that Kirk Cousins has been better, especially of late. I mean, he was really good last year, all things considered for Minnesota. He's just a bit of, as Luke Braun liked to say, a a chaos quarterback where you never really know what you're going to get from Kirk. And that reminds us all of the Dalton coaster. But the, the wild card here is Justin Fields, who it seems like is going to be more involved 
if if you read between the lines and and certainly the expectation of Bears fans is that he's going to be more involved. Matt Nagy saying in his press conference this week that he's a great quote unquote chess piece and Bears fans are thinking, well, why isn't he just the quarterback instead of a chess piece? But that he is a chess piece is like in some ways uniquely challenging to a defensive coordinator because you have to prepare for both guys. Uh, you have to prepare for the Justin Fields read option package, the Justin Fields read pass option package, and Luana Rumo's defense will have to be ready for that and presumably has been preparing for that. It's it's a huge challenge. And part of it to me, and I think back to, is it 2016? Might have been 2016 with Deshaun Watson. Did he come out then or is it 2017? One of those years. Deshaun Watson comes to Paul Brown Stadium Thursday night football. And the Bengals defense plays well, but Watson, go after getting crushed by Geno Atkins, the very next play goes on a 50-yard touchdown run, wins the game for his team. Yep. Special athletes are hard to prepare for, especially when there's no film on them. And you got this big, strong kid in Justin Fields. And part of the reason I think he's not playing from uh, a couple people I talked to is maybe he isn't reading the defenses and being able to make it through all the NFL progressions that you want if you're Matt Nagy to make him the starter. Um, But yeah, this is the wild card. This is the scary part is if you look at high ceilings, Justin Fields is that high ceiling for the Bears offense. And on the flip side, he might have a lower floor than Andy Dalton at this stage. And uh, having to prepare for both, you know, this on-time, on-schedule, normal offense, right, with Andy Dalton. And then suddenly you have this giant freak athlete coming in, and he is big. He's not Cam Newton big, but he's big. And you're going to have to tackle well, and you're going to have to read your keys, as Von Bell said uh, on Wednesday. And it, it is more to prepare for. And that's the part, like when I map out and think about my prediction, which we'll get to uh, at the end of the show, this is the scary part is banking on this young defense with, yeah, there are some veterans on it, right? But they're new together and they're going to have to to come together in Eli Apple, not Trey Waynes, right? You have some missing pieces. Now you don't have that third safety look that you want and slow down, not just Andy Dalton, but also contain Justin Fields and prevent him from making one or two big plays. Cause that could be the difference. Should be very doable. Quite frankly, he, is very new to the NFL. They have a a very good interior defensive line and the Bears offensive line is a mess. So the real question is, do they, you know, do they take the governor off of Justin Fields? Do they open up the playbook for him and actually get him more snaps? What what we saw from him in week one, very situational. The Bears got got into the red zone. They put Justin Fields on the field. They got a touchdown out of Justin Fields in the red zone, but it's not like it was a complicated play. It's be ready for those small doses. And and that's the thing. If it's you have to play Justin Fields for the whole game, that is more challenging because it gives him more chances. If it's like you get five, six plays of Justin Fields, well, you can be ready for what you think he's going to do unless the Bears take the governor off and say, okay, we trust you. Here's the full playbook. You're going to, you know, you're going to run a normal play action shot play here. You're going to run a normal straight you know, max protect passing concept here. You're going to, you know, have a, a professional playbook. And, and I don't know what we're going to get out of that yet, but you do need to be ready for that athleticism. Absolutely. I do agree with that because if you're not ready and he gets on the field and you're not prepared for it, you don't get your subs in in the right way and you have poor execution, 
he gets outside you, he gets up the middle, he gets to the second level. There's a great athlete there. And we've seen what Lamar Jackson has, uh, has unfortunately done to this defense in the past. Not that Justin Fields is Lamar Jackson, but you get the idea. The other mm-hmm. bit of the bears offense to worry about, obviously Allen Robinson out there, very good wide receiver, but David Montgomery, we talked about it with Lauren Cox on the crossover show yesterday is the most efficient running back in the NFL right now through one week. So small, small sample size caveat supply, but, uh, Similar idea to last week. You, you take away the running game. You make the Bears one-dimensional. You make Andy Dalton beat you. Uh, go listen to last week's game preview for, you know, what we expect there. Now, when the Bengals are on offense, James, well, uh, broken record again here. Roquan Smith is a good linebacker for the Bears. Uh, it sounds like Eddie Goldman didn't practice on Thursday, so maybe he's not coming back. And so that means feel that like it. they've got one really good defensive tackle and Khalil Mack, which is not two really good defensive tackles like Minnesota had, but similar matchup here on paper where, you know, there's one hypothetically good safety. There's one hypothetically good corner, one hypothetically good linebacker and a couple good defensive linemen. It's going to be a different scheme. Like we said, but the, the threats to isolate and, and take care of on offense are pretty clear. And, and there's a clear emphasis, I think for the interior offensive line to handle the interior of the bears defensive line better than last week. And Hey, whatever you did to Daniel Hunter, do it again to Khalil Mack. For sure. And, and that's also the key, right? I just talked about how Andy Dalton pressure up the middle. Well, Joe Burrow doesn't like that. No quarterback does. And so if you can avoid that, and we'll get into more of the, the Bears secondary, I think the difference is there are, are more Breelands than there are Patrick Petersons and Harrison Smiths in this matchup when you're talking about, uh, you, you know, comparing the Vikings last week to the Bears this week. And that's that's the edge. That's the the part where you look at big mismatches. Yeah, if the Bears get home, then sure. But what we saw from the Bengals' offensive line, if they can be better at communicating and uh, making you know the right calls, and, and not having you know Trey Hopkins miss a couple just whiff, and he talked about that, then I, I think they're going to be able to keep Joe Burrow upright. And if Joe Burrow is upright, he should be able to find someone open. Game plan is going to be really interesting, too. Let's talk about what we expect from the Bengals on offense coming up next. Built Bar is the number one protein bar on the planet. And I know if I was playing in Sunday's game, heck, I'm covering Sunday's game. Guess what? I'm eating a Built Bar the morning of to get me going. And it's not just a, you know, a breakfast supplement or a meal supplement. It's a post-workout snack, a midday snack. You can take them with you on the go, and they taste amazing. They have nine delicious flavors from double chocolate to coconut, almond, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. So check them out right now at builtbar.com. And when you're there and you go to make that purchase, use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off. It's that simple. You save money at builtbar.com with promo code LOCKED15. James, let's talk Bengals offense, shall we? We'll, we'll talk some matchups here as well. But the big question going into week two to me is, do they have the same game plan? Is Joe Burrow on a, a quote-unquote pitch count, which has been a rumor circulating on social media this week? I don't know if I buy that, quite frankly. I could see it in game one, him being on a pitch count. I could, I could see that in game one. I, I don't see that long-term and he was a full participant in practice. He's still on the injury report with that knee and added to the injury report, by the way, on Thursday was Jackson Carmen. Looks like he has a case of the Randy Bullocks, sorry, cramps. He had some cramps and uh, was limited 
Uh, I wonder if it was the, the calf area. I, I if it was the calf area, truly, truly some Randy Bullock stuff. Is it hot in Cincinnati today, James? Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. No, it's actually nice. You know, mid-70s was 60s in the morning. Mm. It's uh, It's been pretty good. I have some windows open right now as we're recording, believe it or not. S- some some nice fall weather going on. So not sure what's going on with Jackson Carmen, but I don't think he's really expected to, to step in this week anyway. But let's talk Bengals offense. James, do you think that they're going to open it up this week? Or are you thinking they're going to lean heavily on the run early again and, and try to establish established run? It sounds like Brian Callahan talked today and, and spoke glowingly about, you know, the efficiency of the run game, the ability to close out games with the run game. But I do wonder how long they're going to stick with this new look approach on offense where they're running the, the NFL lowest rate or highest rate over expectation. No way. No way is this going to continue. And part of the reason it's not going to continue is if I'm the Bears, I watched the film last week and I'm saying, all right, one of these Joes might beat us, but it isn't going to be Mixon. And we're not going to let him run for four and a half or five yards a clip at Soldier Field and control time of possession and, and, and do, you know, kind of that game plan. And by the way, I don't really think deep down, and I'm not saying they don't want to run the ball, but deep down, I don't think Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan want to run that offense anyways long term. And so to me, you're going to see, again, a shoddy secondary with an offensive line that you have as much confidence in as you've had in any offensive line since you got to Cincinnati. Again, if I'm Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan, and I look and there's Jamar Chase over there and there's T. Higgins over there. Oh, by the way, in the slot, it's Tyler Boyd. I don't know who the hell is going to cover Tyler Boyd this week. So to answer your question, yeah, I think we'll see a decent amount of Joe Mixon. But this idea that there's going to be a governor on Joe Burrow, I would be surprised if he doesn't exceed that 30-pass mark. I mean, 27 passes, including overtime, th- that's not going to happen again this year. I, 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 again, I would be shocked if that happened again. Uh, that's pretty wild to think about when you, when you lay it out that way, including the overtime. Only 30, less than 30, 27 passes. He had more dropbacks, and to I, be fair, because there were five sacks in there. But uh, yeah. And, and and I think part of it is he got dinged up. I've said it, I think, every show this week. And that kind of, fair or not, worried the coaches a little bit. And it would have worried me, too. And so hopefully that doesn't happen again uh, against the Bears on Sunday. Burrow also mentioned this week the kind of give and take of the new play action designs they're having where, mm-hmm. you know, he's turning his back to the defense and sounds like there's maybe a little bit of an adjustment period there for him, but that's going to be this offense for now. And, and he'll have to settle in looking at this defense specifically for the bears that the Bengals have to deal with. If Eddie Goldman doesn't play and who knows what you're getting out of Eddie Goldman at this point, he didn't play last year and he's been, I don't know. I don't know the last time he played, it might've been 2018 uh, Bengals study room tweeted at me that he was really good in 2018. Hasn't played in 700 days. So if that's accurate, and I didn't double check this, even if Eddie Goldman plays, perhaps he's very rusty. Perhaps he is on a pitch count. And really the threats become very clearly Akeem Hicks, 
Khalil Mack. Akeem Hicks, very, very good player. Trey Hopkins talked about his struggles with technique. We all know Trey Hopkins needs to clean it up. The the other one is Khalil Mack, who, you know, the, the Bengals tackles played pretty well last week and another good test and probably a, a better player, actually almost certainly a better player in Khalil Mack, one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. And Daniil Hunter per, potentially was a little bit rusty himself after missing some time. So some very clear threats in the front for Minnesota to deal with. And if you're the Bengals offensive line after last week, in some ways, I think the assignment is easier this week. There's no Mike Zimmer level confusion. Every defense tries to confuse you, but, but that element should be diminished. And if this offensive line is going to be, you know, this average unit that, that we hope it is, they should actually, I think look better this week, as long as they don't let Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks ruin the game. And that's the, that's it is the two game wreckers, you know, can, can a Hicks just have his way with Hopkins? Well, you'd certainly hope not. You'd hope that the game plan would be designed to, to make sure they can limit Hicks. And the same thing goes uh, for Khalil Mack. He was scary. You're right. One of the best edge rushers in the game. And he's going to test th- these tackles. And we'll see, you, you know, if they can – because they might allow a sack. That's okay. It's Khalil Mack. But it just can't ruin the game, like you said. And if that doesn't happen, I don't really see why this Bengals offense wouldn't be able to – go out there and put a bunch of points up on the board. I really don't. I don't see that element of it. Again, if if Mac isn't dominating and Hicks isn't just manning up in the middle and blowing up the run game and making the, the pocket collapse on Burrow's face, well, then someone's going to be open. I've, I would be shocked if – and that, that includes 28, by the way. Maybe it is Mixon early on. Um, or maybe it's Uzama as your fifth option, right? But one of those receivers, I think, is going to be open more times than not. And that should be the case most weeks. But against that secondary that allowed a 67-yard touchdown to Van Jefferson, a 57-yard touchdown to Cooper Cup last week. And by the way, I guarantee you, Zach Taylor and Sean McVay chopped it up all, you know, for an hour plus maybe uh, about what this uh, Bears defense is going to bring. I think that they, they have a pretty good shot to have a good day on offense. There's a blueprint. Zach's old buddy, Sean McVay, like you just mentioned, laid it out for the Bengals last week. There's two sides of this that that occurred to me when I was watching the Rams play the Bears last week. And one of them is for for the Bears from a preparation perspective for their defense, they're probably like, oh, great. We get to kind of do the same thing, right? Just like we're talking about the Bengals game plan for the Bears defense, very similar, right? They're they're similar defensively personnel wise to the Vikings. And the Bears, on the other hand, are looking at it like, well, we're, we're playing a very similar team with a quarterback that we think probably doesn't throw the ball as hard and, you know, it has his own dynamism and the running backs are better in Cincinnati, but the offensive line might not be, but schematically you're looking at it and you're thinking, you know, we, we can approach this a similar way for the Bengals. On the other hand, you're looking at it. Well, the bears let guys get behind that defense frequently. And, and you can look at the way that Sean McVay attacked him and you can say, okay, there we go. We have these concepts. I've coached these concepts because I'm Zach Taylor and I worked with Sean McVay. And, and you can attack the defense that way. You talked about the secondary being questionable. When we were talking to Lauren Cox yesterday, he mentioned that Jalen Johnson is, is a good corner. And I, I buy that. Eddie Jackson used to be a really good safety. Lauren said he's been struggling. And the rest, when you talk about guys getting open, 
find the guy, find the mismatches. If it's a slot, if it's whoever Jalen Johnson isn't covering and find a way to attack it because your weapons should put these guys in in a bad place. And and yes, Roquan Smith is good. Maybe he can cover Joe Mixon, but I, I agree with you. The weapons for the Bengals, if, if the offensive line does its job, they should be able to move the ball. It should be a mismatch. It, it really should from a you know, skill players versus, you know, even with Smith and you're right. Roquan Smith is really good. The Bengals liked him in that draft, by the way. Uh, but obviously he didn't fall to them, but yeah, I think, uh, I think that that's, you know, a no brainer. And if you're Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan, and that's the other thing, going back to the Joe Burrow governor part of it, I think the best chance, your best chance of winning might be let's utilize 83, 85 and Uno and, and let's get them the ball and get them in space and show what we can do. I think that's probably the path to winning or gives them the best chance of winning. So if that's the case, well then, yeah, you got to keep nine upright, but that's that's what you're going to do. That's your game plan and, and what you're planning on doing on Sunday. We'll find out how ready Joe Burrow is to expand that vertical arsenal potentially. Hopefully, we see some more shots this week and some more deep Jamar Chase touchdowns coming up next. Let's talk about the threat or lack thereof, perhaps, of Andy Dalton and this Bears offense. That's mean to Blandy, but if you don't buy into Blandy. Well, then maybe you buy into Joe Burrow and the Bengals. The line, the betting line for Sunday's matchup, Bengals-Bears has dropped. It's Bears minus one. Last we checked at betonline.ag. And BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Maybe you like my University of Cincinnati Bearcats against Indiana. Well, they got an updated site and interface with brand new odds, props, contests, all in one spot for you. So go to betonline.ag right now. And when you sign up, whether you use your cell phone or iPad or laptop, make sure you use promo code NFL100 when you make that first deposit, because you're going to get a 100% welcome bonus. One zero zero. That's double the money you're depositing for free, but you got to use promo code NFL100 from football, basketball to boxing. BetOnline has everything you could ask for. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Blandy Dalton, huh? I don't think people miss that nickname, James. Some people like Money McPherson. It looks like the Bengals have embraced Money McPherson. I just think people, I think it's PTSD. You you don't think people like Blandy Dalton? He's bland. Uh, It's the most accurate nickname in the history of the world. I think it's just evoking memories for people like throwing the ball away uh, on fourth and three. Oh, uh, PTSD. Yeah. And it was fourth and three, by the way. I got it wrong the other day, which makes it worse, <laughs> by the way. So I'll just much say worse. if it's, it's fourth so and worse. three, like I get it's fourth and 13 and you, there's no one around. You just can't throw it to anybody and you're going to get popped fourth and three. Oh, oh, Andy. Oh, uh, I, I hope he throws it away on fourth and three on Sunday. That'd be fun. I hope. I, I sorry. Going back to fourth and thirteen, there's no excuse for throwing the ball away on fourth down. Just chuck it. You know, th- there's I really agree. no excuse. I agree. But 
Uh, a couple things that we should talk about, James, really quick, and, and we haven't teased this or, or even thought about it. This We're going off script here a little bit, but I don't know if we've mentioned the Bengals awards this week. And for a team that most people see in the bottom third of the league, uh, they sure did win a lot of hardware. Jamar Chase, rookie of the week. Joe Mixon, FedEx, ground player of the week. And Evan McPherson, special teams player of the week, the rookie. So, uh, you know, it, it was a good week for the Bengals in terms of, of awards and accolades. Uh, Jamar Chase had 48% of the rookie of the week vote. The next highest vote getter was, I think, 33% Elijah Mitchell, the San Francisco running back, who also had a very good game. So uh, there you go. Jamar Chase, your week one rookie of the week. Let's run it back. But let's talk uh, uh, Bears. The, the Bears. The Bengals are playing the Bears. There's a lot of the Bears offense. Yeah, there's a lot of bees. Yeah. So we talked about Andy Dalton. We talked about Justin Fields. David Montgomery, we talked about a little bit in the open. The the matchup to exploit for the Bengals, and I'm sorry you heard this last week, is the interior of the Bears defense, uh, offensive line and their left tackle. Your interior defensive line, if you're the Bengals, is playing great to start the year. The interior of the Bears offensive line had a dreadful, dreadful start of the season against the best defensive player in the NFL and Aaron Donald and that Rams front and Elijah Wilkinson or Jason Peters. I don't care who it is. You know, I, I think that Trey, Trey Hendrickson should have his share of wins coming off that side of the bears offense. Jermaine Effetti at right tackle. Maybe there's an opportunity for, for Sam Hubbard to make some noise this week as well. But again, to me, and, and I'm more confident in this unit because we saw what they did to the, the Vikings last week. But to me, this is a matchup where it looks like the Bengals have an advantage and that advantage should translate to slowing down David Montgomery if they can tackle, which they, they did last week with Alvin Cook, who, if, if you ask me, the Vikings have a better rushing game. So you would expect the, the Bengals to slow it down. But maybe we're wrong, right? It's one week. Who knows? Maybe the Bears finish the year and David Montgomery is that Frankenstein monster that we saw in that college college broadcast a couple of years yeah. ago. but. To me, this is an advantage for the Bengals that they should be able to exploit and make into something that helps them get a real leg up in the game. For sure. No, I agree with you. And I'm looking for B.J. Hill. We talk about nicknames, you know, Money McPherson, um, Blandy Dalton. B.J. Hill has a chance to become B.J. Thrill in two games. If he gets a sack or two, my man is nickname him up. Just get it done and trademark it locked on Bengals, baby, because that's the nickname and we're rolling with it. So uh, I expect him to have a big day. DJ Reader, you want to talk about a game wrecker? I need you to continue wrecking, uh, wrecking ball up the middle. And, and we know what those guys did last week. But that's the thing. Yeah, David Montgomery is extremely talented. He's not as good as Dalvin Cook. But can he be, you know, a guy that goes for a buck 10 or buck 20 if you let him? Absolutely. And that's where I think their focus is probably going to be. But outside of that, because you're going to get that anywhere, I'll tell you a matchup I'm a little, a little worried about. Uh, obviously, Allen Robinson, and that's going to be a battle with Chidobe Awuzie. Not worried about it, but Robinson's capable of being a game breaker anytime. But Darnell Mooney against Eli Apple, like, and, and who knows how much they use Mooney and what they do, if they, you know, where he's going to be out on the field. But like, that's a little scary, and I know Andy's capable if he has time. So to me, the thing is, can you shut down the run game, and can you just make Andy Dalton uncomfortable? Because I don't think anyone really trusts Eli Apple at this stage. He hasn't earned it, 
And I think that part is fair, even if he's earned it with this coaching staff. And, and that's the part of it where it's like, all right, well, now they're down a safety. Ricardo Allen's not out there. Maybe they do the single high stuff you talked about. All right, well, if that's the case, can Bates patrol enough? Well, he might be leaning towards Allen Robinson, and Mooney might make a couple plays downfield. So I'm not saying that's going to happen, but would I be shocked if it happened? No, I wouldn't. Not as hard, honestly, to deal with. Again, not as hard to deal with. It shouldn't be as hard to deal with the Bears' offense as the Vikings' offense, right? It like th- that's the thing, right? It like shouldn't. you talk you're about, right. yeah, Darnell Mooney, yeah. You're down Ricardo Allen. You're down those 21 snaps. You should be able to survive that, quite okay. frankly, if you're Luana Rumo's defense. If you if you want to believe in this team at all, you should look at last week. You should look at this week, and you you should say Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are both really good players. Allen Robinson, certainly in that same conversation. Darnell Mooney, not yet. Darnell Mooney's a fine player, fifth-round pick, overachieving in his second year here. Was was really good as a rookie last year, but he, he he's not Justin Jefferson. He's not Adam no Thielen. Doubt. And and nope. so, yeah, Eli Apple's Eli Apple, but you know, what what are we doing here? What what's actually maybe a little, you know, you wanna you wanna extrapolate some threats here a little bit. You want to talk about deep threats, supposing Andy Dalton actually throws the ball more than 15 yards down the field this week, which he didn't last week, by the way, or supposing that Justin Fields has an opportunity to take one of those shot plays. Marquise Goodwin and Damier Bird, Brashad Perriman, the the Bears other receivers are all very, very fast. Yeah, there, there's a and, lot of speed there. The Bengals and their secondary outside of Shadobi Awuzie do not have a lot of speed necessarily, especially without yeah. Trey Waynes. Yeah, that, no, that's a concern. The other thing would be Cole Komet, like just tight ends historically. Like, again, this is a game that I think a lot of fans are going to be not that he's a game breaker. I understand. But how many years has it been? It, it probably every year where the Bengals go into a game, fans are kind of confident, and then a tight end out of nowhere catches two or three, has two or three receptions on just game-changing third and 15 or a touchdown over the well, middle. or So j- just something to mention. How about Jimmy Graham? He's still there. Yeah, he's still there. <laughs> more more fear for Colk Met than Jimmy Graham. What year is it? Yeah. I guess, I guess yeah, it's 2021. That's, that's right. That's I mean, I... I'm I'm more fearful of Christian Kirk and you know Rondell more than AJ Green in Arizona too. It's just the the year we're in, my friend. Uh, absolutely, rightfully so. To be fair, like it's it's got to be only a matter of time. Unless AJ still has something that he hasn't shown us yet, I'm still waiting to see it. I'm still if he if he shows it, great. I love AJ Green, but you know until we see it, it's just a matter of time to me until he's getting the 20 snaps a game instead of Rondell more. But I think we're about to prediction time, James. What do you say? We're, we're, yep. we're, I think, both feeling generally better about this matchup. That being said, you know, the Bears reputed to have this good defense. It's on the road. So the first real hostile environment test for Joe Burrow. There are some confounding factors here. You know, the, the Bengals do have to adapt for, for losing Ricardo Allen. Who knows really what's going on with Joe Burrow's knee? You know, maybe there's lingering fears there, but all the things we've talked about, all those potential ghosts or, or fabricated reasons to worry there, James, where are you leaning this week? I'm leaning Bengals, Jake. And for a lot of what you've said, because it's accurate, the fact that what the Bengals did last week against the Vikings, against a better offense, a better quarterback, a better coach, uh, a better defense uh, to a degree. I mean, think about it. On all three levels of the Vikings defense, there was someone that concerns you. That's not the case this week. Uh, on 
um, both sides of the offense and in the backfield last week. It was very concerning with Pro Bowl type players uh, at all three spots with a better quarterback. So I think the Bengals, this is a must win game. And it's fair to say that. I know it's week two, and some people are going to say, what the hell are you talking about, James? If they're one and one, that's better than some predicted they would be. But that's not it. If they're going to be this team that's a real playoff threat, if they're going to be a team that's legitimately competing in the AFC North, well, yeah, they probably should have beat the Vikings last week at home, and they should beat Chicago on the road. And so that's why I lean Bengals here. And I think that they're going to do it. I think they're going to open up the offense more. They're going to protect Burrow. And he's going to play better because he he'll never admit this. He wants to kick the crap out of Zach Taylor for a second straight year. And I don't blame him. I would too, because his career hasn't been the same since of since Zach, fair or foul. And so I, I think it's going to be closer than some might think on the Bengals side, but I do not see Joe Burrow losing to Andy Dalton. Give me the Bengals 27, the Bears 23, and I would go higher. But I think this first time on the road with a uh, with a bunch of fans, there's going to be a mistake or two, a turnover or two, a penalty or two that prevent the Bengals from getting past that 30-point mark. But I, I still think they find a way to get the win. Yeah, worth noting, I think, they're a really good point. The Bengals were very, very clean in week one. And going on the road in week two, we'll see how that penalty situation continues or, or doesn't continue. Khalil Mack, the dynamism he brings, the threat he brings for the offensive line. That'll be interesting. As far as it being a must-win game, I get the rationale there, James. I really do. The The current you know projections from both PFF and Football Outsiders have the Bengals at eight and a half wins they're projecting now for this season. Wow. After, after they stole one. That. After they stole yeah. one from, from Minnesota. So, it, it well, according to these sites, stole one from Minnesota. According to Vegas, stole one from Minnesota, right? And stealing one from the Bears would, would be the, the Vegas opinion this week as well, although on a much narrower margin. If you're going to be that team, if you're going to be close to 500, this team on paper looks like it should be beatable. This should be a winnable game. For me, what I'm looking for, James, I'm looking for it to be more comfortable. I want to see if they can get to that lead again. Can they finish the game better? Can they score that touchdown to ice the game in the second half instead of putting their defense back on the field in a situation where, well, now we need to keep them from getting a field goal? That's what I'm looking for this week. Have they learned to close games? And obviously they have to be in a position to close the game to prove that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That's a good point. And I think that it's just going to be ugly enough to where they're not in that situation this week. Andy's going to play just good enough. There's going to be a turnover or a false start uh, or a holding call, just something on the road. Because, again, they haven't played in front of fans either, and it's going to be really loud at Soldier Field. And you're going to hear chants for Justin Fields if things don't go well. So I, I think it is going to be a little bit closer um, than I anticipate. Because on paper, I think the Bengals like, – like if it was – at PBS, for example, I would say 35-23 or, you know, 35-18. I mean, it would be a, a pretty handily uh, big win. But I just think it's going to be a, a tight, a bit tighter, I guess, on Sunday. There you go. There's a James Rapine prediction for a win for your Cincinnati oh. Bengals. Until next time, Bengals fans. Are you even a fan? Me? Is that no, a- not you. I was I was making fun of our listeners oh, and watchers. <laughs> right. The, the, the next time you hear from us, regardless, is going to be after the game on Sunday. We'll get your game recap, the instant reaction after, hopefully, the Bengals have moved to 2-0. What a world that would be. Until next time, Bengals fans, Hootay, and have a good one. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.